you know, everyone's always saying time heals all wounds. And I just don't believe that time does not heal all wounds. Like the, if you leave something, it will just fester like an untreated wound and it will just bury itself into your subconscious. If you leave it alone, if you ignore it, it's not going to heal itself. What heals you is therapy and breath work and meditation and being out in nature and journaling and creativity and all of these things. Life gives you two choices when it throws everything at you. You can let it swallow you whole or you take those lemons. And as the old saying goes, you turn it into sweet, delicious lemonade. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. Welcome to Lemonade. I'm your host, Elizabeth O'Neill, and I'll be sharing the incredible stories from inspiring people who've turned the hardest times in their life, their lemons, into lemonade. Because we all want to know how they did it the lessons they learnt, and what life is like sipping limoncello on the other side. Let's get juicing. 21 lessons in 2021. Are you ready? How are we here? I am. How are we in fucking December though? How? How? I mean, that's what happens like January, February, (laughs) all the way through December. Have you seen that? I knew it was coming. Um new mum the only one who's shocked that time keeps going (laughs) because you know everyone's like how is my baby five months old already how have I got a two-year-old how have I got a three-year-old it's like what happens i i've I'm <laughs> doing it too so i'm certainly not i do it i was just gonna say i'm not i don't know what you're talking about i did literally do that i'm like oh, i'm a fucking start. six-year-old yeah Six. but new mums are the only ones <laughs> that are shocked at the progression of time but i do feel like we just filmed our 20 lessons in 2020 yeah it was not that long ago 12 we're like 2021 <laughs> and we're like 2021 I noticed that nobody's going, nobody is going 2022 is my year. Nobody wants to jinx it. And I don't blame you because. So true. Actually, I haven't seen one single New Year's meme like, yay, 2022 is my year. It's it's like, we're still trying to recover from 2019. That was three years ago now. Like, what the fuck? I feel like everyone's like, if we just speak really quietly, 2022 will just come and we just won't, (laughs) don't acknowledge it. Don't look it in the eye. It'll come, it'll be here, but we just don't acknowledge it. If we don't acknowledge it, nothing will happen. It won't bother us. (laughs) So true, no one's putting anything And then Jenny's like sitting on the bus and she's like, you can sit here if you want. (laughs) Good things are going to happen to her and invite 2022 to sit next to her on the bus. Who's Jenny on the bus? (laughs) What the fuck? Jenny or Forrest Gump? Everybody ignores Forrest Gump. And oh my god! Like god, my god! I've never seen Forrest Gump. What? <laughs> what? You keep shocking me with all these fucked up things today. How have you not seen Forrest Gump? It's just one of those movies I just never saw, and now it's too late. No, it's not. I li- literally just watched. It. I rewatched a whole bunch of movies this year. Clueless. You're so cute like that, though. Oh, my God. Ace Ventura, Home Alone. I mean, Home Alone's our Christmas movie. We watch it every year anyway. You're the the cutest like that. I don't have anything. These are classics. And I was like, they're only like. (laughs) Did you watch Forrest Gump as well? Yeah, I watched Forrest Gump this year. So, Mm. so like, we've been trying to, when we have, like, family movie night, rewatch, you know, like, old movies. Yeah, I am real cute, eh? Yeah, it is really sweet. Yeah. 
Yeah, oh, I think so okay. too. But anyway, well, Clu- you have to watch Clueless at least because that was I've watched fabulous. Clueless, but just not yet. I'm sure all you listeners yeah. are loving this conversation about what movies oh, I haven't oh, yeah, watched. Yeah. That's yeah. what this episode is about, movies Elizabeth yeah. has or hasn't watched. Yeah, 21 movies. <laughs> 21 movies you need to watch in 2022. <laughs> to sum up how does time keep moving on mm, elizabeth hasn't watched what it does. Forrest Gump. <laughs> let's jump into it shall we okay let's go should we be acknowledging christmas i just thought that this will be oh, our yeah, christmas maybe. week yeah. merry christmas all Oh, these are going downhill fast. I feel like the juice started out as just this trying to be this beacon of spirituality and growth and personal development. And now it's like, then it really descended when you confessed to your toxic trait being judging. Oh God, I'll never live that one down. I think that was my moment of the year. (laughs) Actually, I found that though so fucking liberating. Oh, good. So liberating. Like to just acknowledge, I'm like, you know, this element of humanness. Well, that's obviously there yeah, in all of us. Well, it's funny you say that because I've realised my toxic trait is that I do love gossip. Mm. I love gossip. I love listening to it. And and I know all the spiritual things tell you how low vibrational it is and you shouldn't be doing it. And I'm just like, I just... It's just, I just like it. I just loving oh, yeah. listening. And I'm not talking about really salacious, mean stuff. It's just like. But I don't think spiritual wokeness is, you know, like, it, I don't think it's this rigid experience. Like, that's not the point. Like, so gossip's part of spiritual awakening, do you think, Matt, then? <laughs> <laughs> part of me that's like, yes, definitely. There's the other part of me that's like, Maybe not so much. No, I think so. <laughs> like I love celebrity gossip. I love like Dumois. Do you follow Dumois on Instagram? I don't like gossip at all. I don't follow any celebrities. Oh. I literally just found out that Kim Kardashian has four kids. Okay, we need to end the podcast now. Thank you for yeah, being on the I, juice. I don't, Bye. I don't like <laughs> this podcast. For this recording is the now. only way I find out about stuff is if other people share it on their stories that are my friends. Like the Six in the City reboot had no idea. Till someone like shared it on their stories, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Okay, I've shocked you a yeah. few times today, but now mm-hmm. you've shocked me. Yeah, I don't is- follow a single celebrity. I don't read a single magazine. I don't get into any of that stuff. Okay, well, that's on my toxic trait. Yours is judging people. Mine is celebrity. Yeah. <laughs> I'm judging you. <laughs> yeah. your toxic trait. Right I can now. feel the judgment. I know, and I'm even <laughs> judging myself a little bit. <laughs> Only oh. I'm allowed to have toxic traits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's sorry, my mum. His message. Okay, um, let's get started, shall we? Okay, go. You go first. Well, well, I did. I, I put my you one first. <laughs> I did think that. Isn't that the ultimate people pleaser thing? I'm like, am I? Can I put mine first? What is she going to think if I put mine first? Like, is she going to think I'm? Because I've. I just, that's why I said it to give you permission, and you just outed yourself. Like, okay, you I know go I first. did, but then, yeah, you did. then I thought is that, and then because I was telling Monique off mic that I started to think that maybe I'm a narcissist, and I was like, everyone's like you are though, <laughs> you are. And then I put my my one first. I'm like, that's a narcissistic thing to do. No, it's. <laughs> I think I have too much empathy to be a narcissist. But as you said, we all have a bit narcissistic tendencies. Like I think ego. everybody has narcissistic traits. Yeah, it's it's traits, just, not tendencies. Yeah, yeah, traits. Yeah. Traits. But yeah. 
Anyway, I think, yeah. All right. 21 lessons we've learned in 2021. If you're still listening, you deserve a medal. Number one, my lesson, surrender. And I, I did look back and I did have that last year. So clearly I didn't master it as much as I thought. But it's in terms of uncertainty in, in control, think things in my life that are in, ter- in, ex- um, in terms of external factors, um, being that, you know, and we promised we wouldn't t- t- say the L word, the lockdown word. This is the only time I'm going to say it. But because it was a big year of a lot of that stuff and a lot of being locked back in my house again. So surrendering the control over that. Um, that was a big thing as well, especially when we're all like 2021 20, year. Um, my health as well, because I, uh, had, well, my one GP diagnosed me with chronic fatigue. Another doesn't think I had that regardless. I had very long bouts of fatigue that would make me feel very unwell. So that was very, that was a re- huge lesson in surrender because I literally would have things to do. And my body was like, Nope, all you can do right now is lie down. And it's like, but I, I can't. And it was very sometimes painful, the stories that would be going on in my head about all the things I needed to do to be worthy and to do and to achieve. And my body was just like, uh-uh, none of that is happening. You have to just surrender to this and your body needs this rest. So that was a huge thing. Um, and as well, it's surrendering to, to in terms of comparisonitis, like just being like, well, other people are here. They have X, they have Y, they're doing this. And all I'm doing is here and I have this and I'm not doing this and I don't have that. So that was a huge lesson in surrender as well. Yeah. I love surrendering. It's so, it's such like a, I hate it. You hate it. I love it. Just like, I think when you like notice that you're really attached to something or that Mm. you're really like needing something to happen in order for yourself to feel that way. And then you kind of let it go and you really tune into actually what you're wanting in that moment. Like that to me just, it always feels so good. Like maybe the process of surrendering is painful, Mm. but once you've decided and you actually let it go, you're like, Oh, why didn't I do that sooner? I never regret surrendering to something. That is very true. Mm. That was a big thing for me. Yeah. Health wise and like on a macro level as well. So yeah. Mm. Okay. Number two, something I've realized. I mean, I think I knew this, but I've really, really, really lived it. It like really, really got it. I think, you know, um, is that you will never be finished getting to know yourself as a journey of a lifetime. So I think, you know, we talked about layers and layers and I've talked about that for years of, of things that just unraveling and unbecoming. But I think this is the first year I've really got it that actually I'm never, ever going to be finished. Like I could in theory go to therapy till the fucking day I die. Totally. And I would still have things about myself to discover. And I like pivoted that I think a little bit and, and realized that every time I do discover something about like the journey is, is the self-discovery. It's the, wow, I can't believe like I used to believe that and the constant changing and constantly surprising myself and finding out new things that I love or that I'm good at. I'm like, Oh, that's so interesting. You know, I'm 30. How old am I? I'm 37 and still finding. I'm 37. I just turned 37 and so October. So young and beautiful. Look at you. I don't think so. <laughs> You're glowing. <laughs> but I think I'm 37 and I'm still like curious about life mm-hmm. and I'm still learning things that I am and starting new hobbies and like not being afraid to do that. So yeah. So my lesson is you'll never be finished and that getting to know yourself is the journey of a lifetime, a journey of a lifetime. Oh, 
Loved that, Monique. Thanks. Loved listening to that. That was beautiful and so true. I've experienced that as well because sometimes you just want to be done and there and be like, is it over now? It's like, it's never you over. do. And so many people, you know, like they do the work and they think that there's a, you arrive, a, at a destination. You, yeah, yeah. arrive at a destination yeah. where you'll feel happy or you'll feel fulfilled mm. or that thing won't control you anymore. And there might be elements that are of that, that are true, but like you can't sustain that. Like it's not relevant to sustain that level Mm. of it just being flat it's just flat lining at that level that you've reached in your mind is, that it is reminds me the life. there's always i feel like when you get to like it, i always visualize it like literally like a staircase and you just get to the mm. next step and you do have these moments that everything feels relatively blissful and calm and nothing's really happening and you're like oh yeah. i've kind of reached it i've learned these things and i've got to this point and i got you know ca- crawled through the mud a little bit and now i'm here and it feels really good and then without fail something then it happens to pull you up to that next level and then it's just mm-hmm. going to the next level is that painful stage and then you flatline at that level for a little bit because and i it. think what I think is, is that your subconscious or your soul can only handle so much so true. Yeah. suffering and stuff. So what you do, like the step, if you're using the step analogy, right, is you uh, have a painful or suffering experience that causes some suffering and you elevate yourself up to the next level and you're feeling really good and you're feeling really blissful and whatever it is. And then your subconscious or your soul normalizes that experience it stabilizes that it integrates into your being and you're like okay well this is like very normal way of life for me and that's almost like a trigger for i'm ready for the next thing because the goal i think like the goal my belief is is that the goal of the soul is to evolve and evolve means to constantly change like to be in motion right and so any stagnancy is going to cause pain and suffering. You think about any time in your life where you've stayed somewhere, you know, you shouldn't be for too long. Like either you, you are like constantly thinking or torturing yourself and like, I should be doing this and, you know, or giving up or feeling whatever, or Captain Obvious Spirit Guides come in and like fucking so get you true. nuts. You're so, now you're abs- absolutely right. It's, it's, as soon as you get to that level of confidence, like, all right, you're ready for your next mission. Yeah. And you're like, but if you can <laughs> surrender to it instead yeah. of like resisting it, you can be like, I'm ready. Like now if something hard's happening, I'm like, I know, like I deeply believe in my soul that something good is going to come from that. And that doesn't make the experience any easier or make me think this is, I wish this wasn't happening, but there's also a part of me that deeply believes that, that this is for, this is happening for me, for not me. to me. And yeah. I think it's like always that subtle layers of foundations mm. that just keep going up. I remember when mm-hmm. I went through the great breakdown of 20, 2019 and I came to you and I'm like, help. And you're like, you just are like living on like a, like, how did you, what did you say? Like, uh, like a house made of straw, like oh, you know, a house of cards, house of cards. That's right. And there was no foundation. So anytime anything happened, it would just blow over. And yeah. I think we started from that moment and it's been ever since just like these little subtle layerings going mm. up and building and building and building. And you wouldn't, the stuff we're kind of dealing with now is almost like, you know, like level six, uh, 89 that we couldn't have had level eight on 89 when we're still down in level 10 yeah. and 11 and yeah. like things that we wouldn't have even been able to experience our body, our nervous system would have been totally overwhelmed and not knowing what to do. Um, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I remember like saying, it's like a game. Up. 
Yeah. Someone said to me, it's like the more you do it as well, the more you level up, like when you get to level eight, like say, say when you're going from level one to level two, you're like, no, I'm going to fucking die. Like this is the worst experience ever. But when you're going from say level 50 to level 51, you're like, oh, you know, this is just happening. And someone uses this analogy about pouring water from a jug into a cup. You know, if you at, at level one, you pull the water from the jug into the cup and you spill some on the table, and you're like, oh my God, like I'm useless at pouring water. I'm never going to pour water ever again. Like I give up. I'm never going to drink from this jug. But at level 55, you spill water on the table and you're like, oh, well, I'll just clean it up and, you know, I'll just yeah. keep pouring water. Like it's not a thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's also like a part of the growth game, I think. It's literally like a game. Yeah. I'm just picturing a game boy game. game. All right, yeah. next one. Love that one though from you. Uh, this is probably my biggest lesson in 2021. Asking myself if this is worth activating my nervous system. So I've done mm. heaps of work this year with our somatic therapist about nervous system and realizing so much of my pain was coming from uh, when my nervous system would be activated in terms of going to mm. flight or fight, freeze, mm. um, even fawning response, any of them. So all of that was activating activating my nervous system and a lot of that came from the source was from my ex and our interactions and what started to happen was you know so many of our interactions would be inflame inflammatory mm. and then I remember seeing um, and you know I was working on this actively in therapy but I saw a post by like the holistic psychologist or someone I can't remember was someone like that and it said ask yourself, is this worth activating my nervous system? And with that, the penny dropped, everything changed. And so many interactions now with someone that used to inflame my nervous system. Well, I let inflame. I choose to respond how I wanted to respond to that. I go, I'll look at it. I'll have the thoughts. I'll hear the stories. I'll know. I'll hear, feel the trigger. I'll know six months ago, I would have reacted very harshly and yelled and screamed and cried and blah, blah, drama, drama, drama. And mm. now I just ask myself, I'm like, okay, is this worth activating my nervous system? This yeah. And every single time I've asked myself that the answer has been no, it's yeah. not worth it. And I put my phone down or I leave it and I go and do something else. And then it's over. Kind and of I've chosen yeah. peace. Like it's like that. It's just that simple phrasing helps me, uh, helps uh, deactivate the situation, deactivate everything that's going on internally, all the stories mm -hmm. and just go, no matter what, the righteousness that's coming up, this is not worth activating my nervous system. I think that's one of the biggest things I learned from Karen as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I already could tell when my nervous system, like I think, the huge, a huge, huge, huge tool for anybody to be able to learn is to notice when their system is activated and mm. how different that feels to when you're not activated. But the biggest thing I learned from Karen was when I'm activated, how do I regulate myself so that I can bring myself back to a deactivated state? So even if you can just notice the difference between that, those two sensations so in your body, it's just, it's just such a game changer. And I think that leads so nicely into my fourth point, which is just knowing when to let something go. Yep has been such a huge lesson because you can argue with people who don't want to listen. Um, arguing with people who don't want to listen or learn is just such a waste of energy. You know, like I can tell immediately if I'm talking to someone who doesn't want to hear what I have to say mm -hmm. and they just want to prove themselves right or they believe that what they're doing is right um, or, you know, and I just know 
this is not, I'm not going to get anywhere with this. There's no point. There's no conversation. There's no communion. There's no, there's no unity in this experience here. And anything that I do from this place where I know that they just want to, they've already made their mind up. Right. They've made their mind up. You know, there's, it just, it's just, it's just a waste of time, such a waste of time. And it's like, yeah, so just knowing when to walk away from a discussion before it flips into an argument or when, you know, arguing my point is just irrelevant. The theme of that one is noticing when it's righteousness rearing up. Like, are yeah. you just trying to argue both sides that you were just right? Like, mm. do you even, like, not you specifically, like, do you even care what the other person has to say or are you just trying yeah. to prove and be the loudest and show that you are the exactly right? Yeah. And I think, no, he said it beautifully. Yeah. (laughs) And I think that's a big one for 2021 and the weight state of the world is just going, Yeah, you know what? It's just so not worth my time or energy. And again, linking back to what the the third point, it's so not worth activating my nervous system over this. Yeah. And I also think like something I wanted to mention is that in, in the state of righteousness, when you want to be right or wrong, there's, you're not making room for any reality that Mm -hmm. multiple truths can exist. Now, you know, like your truth is not relevant to you, even though that's your subjective experience, you, you're like denying someone's truth. You're denying what they believe to be with true, you know, depending on where they're at in their life, their experiences, you, you have no concept of that. So I that's, think in the, in the yeah. art of being right, you're, you're saying that someone yeah. else's truth is not relevant. Well, that's what it always is, was with my ex. Like it was always just arguments for me mostly, certainly not listening to one word he ever said, was just me proving how right I am and how wrong he mm. was and how good mm. I am and how bad he is. Though That really, yeah. that polarity. Um, and just letting that go is just, mm. once, you re, once you strengthen that muscle memory of choosing peace, and it is very hard at the beginning because you just want to prove that you're right, but mm. once you just keep, practicing and practicing like you're practicing freaking playing the piano or something or painting you just keep practicing practicing until eventually it just becomes that becomes your response and when that happens i never thought i'd be saying these words because i never thought this was going to happen for me but when it finally happens that your default is to choose peace oh it's freedom it's freedom freedom. all of a sudden you're not emotionally tied and bonded to someone doing something to you you're responsible for your own reaction, which is another one that I've got coming up. Anyway, uh, number five is I can't do it all, all the time. So um, a big thing that that I found discovered in my therapy is that I have a story in my head of the girl who can do it all. It's this Mm -hmm. story that I have in my head, the girl who can do it all. And a lot of it came out of becoming a single mom when my son was eight months old. It was like, I have to become the girl that can do it all. And what I realized is I think this chronic fatigue was a manifestation of my body just being like a physical manifestation of my body being like, you can't do it all, all the time. And we're going to show, I'm going to show you that you can't do it all all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just realizing like, yeah, you can't stretch yourself out. You can't say yes to everyone. You can't commit to everything. You can't do it all, all the time. And sometimes there is so much peace and just acknowledging, you know what? I just can't take that on right now. I just can't say yes. I'm just overstretched. I just need a rest. I just need some time to myself, by myself. Right. Or I just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I just don't want to. 
yeah, so that was a really big thing. Try rewriting. I mm. always this story. You're the girl that can do it all. Be the you're the girl who can do it all, which has roots in perfectionism, roots in um, people pleasing, trying to make everyone think that I'm the best at everything as well. But now this new story in my head is like. Like I got out of something this week that I just didn't have time to do that was really stretch overstretching me and stressing me out. And I was just like, I just can't do it all. And that's mm. a new story Beautiful. in my head. Beautiful. Thanks. Number six, lessons for 2021. Doing what you love is never a waste of time. I just love this one because I think we get so attached to doing stuff with intention, like for a purpose, for an outcome, to get better at something, you know, instead of just like realizing that time spent, I think it's a John Lennon quote, as time spent well is not time wasted or something like that. But I just love that, like doing things that just bring you joy for no fucking reason. I do plenty of things that I'm consistently bad at, but I, yeah. I love doing them. Oh, it's so like, funny. Yeah, actually. you do. Yeah, you yeah. do. You do a lot of things that it's bad so at. funny because <laughs> I was talking about and he must have picked up from somewhere, maybe even from me. He was like, if I just keep practicing, I'll get better, eh, mum? And I was like, actually, no, that's not always true. And that's not even the point. Like the point is not to get better. Like, are you having fun? Yeah, I am having fun. And I'm like, that's the most important thing, you know, like even that. If I keep practicing, if I keep working hard at this, if I, if I disregard like how I'm really feeling about this and persevere, so endure. True you know that is such a good point actually because ollie plays tennis and he really doesn't like it but it's kind of like we've paid to the end of the term so we're gonna go but (laughs) but i've said that can trust your intuition at the end of the term yeah (laughs) but it's not like i've said you have to go it's like we've got a few more left and you like going and playing with your friend anyway but i have said that if you just you know you just got to keep you know i know you don't feel like you're very good because that's what he says i'm like but we just you know we keep trying and we keep practicing but that's such a good point it's like but sometimes we're just not good at things. Okay. Sometimes we're not, not good at things. We've been trying to like normalize rejection yeah. um, in our house by just saying like, if he does a piece of art, I know this sounds really cruel, but if he does a piece of art, I'm like, and he's like, do you like this one? And I'm like, oh, it's not my favorite one. Then when I do say I like something, he knows I something. really, really mean it. Yeah, it really means something. And I, I give him equal praise. I'll say something different. Like, um, it's not my favorite picture, but I really love your creativity or I really love, you know, trying to put value back on. Um, he's trying. He just, he's doing Yeah, it. what he's doing rather than what he's done. What he's produced. Yeah. How, he, how he's doing it, you know, like putting value back on the person, the self rather than the thing. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Seven, it's time to let go. I feel like there's a song about that. Um, it's just a lot of change in my life. I'm moving from the house that I brought my baby home to in a few weeks. He's starting school. I'm starting all the new, like I'm starting like a placement for uni. There's just all different things happening. And it was very difficult for me to let go of this house I live in because it just felt safe and comfortable, but it was also, you know, when my baby came home and it just felt it was home and it was near my, it's near my mom. And, but it eventually just, and it, you know, anytime my therapist said to anytime we'd discuss like leaving this house, I'd get so activated, so nervous. I'd be like, it makes me feel sick. And then eventually that just lessens that really strong feeling. And it was just like, now it's just like, it's time to let go. It's time to move mm-hmm. on. It's just time. And I can't, wait to see what fills that that void once I finally 
let go of what once was. Mm. I think that's a beautiful Watch this space. As well. mm. And surrender as well, because you're like, instead of forcing something before you're ready for it, yeah. which sometimes you kind of need to give yourself a kick up the bum. That's not what I'm talking about. The same, it's not the same thing, but also just like, we think in our heads that our timeline is more important mm. than a universal timeline instead of just like waiting till we're ready, knowing that we're going to feel it in our body and letting the whole process be so much more easeful because it's time. Like you're ready. Like just time. It's just this, it's, it's no, time. no ifs, no buts. It's just, you know what it reminds me of? I just thought then, you know, in sex in the city, when Carrie just knows it's time to move to Paris with the Russian and she's like, it's time to go. And she just looks out, it's snowing. And it's just, although that ended up not being great because it was him. But it's just that feeling. Sometimes you just have it wash over and you're like, it's time. There's no ifs, no buts. There's no questions anymore. It's just it. Yeah. Yeah. I think about so many times I've forced myself to do shit. And then when I've just waited and I've for that moment, that moment, the penny to drop where it's like, it's time. And things happen so fast and so quickly and so easily. I'm like, yeah, I was. And my therapist said, cause I've kicked, tried to be like, should I pull, push myself quicker? And she's been like, you just weren't ready. It's okay. Mm. You just weren't ready all that time. That's why it made you, you know, had that visceral response of I felt not sick even you weren't ready. Like or... everything wasn't ready. Everything you know, wasn't like ready. The house that you've got wasn't available. So the placement wasn't open. Like all of the things. So true. I would say some other stuff, but it's private. But everything had to kind of come into alignment for that moment. To Ollie come. being right, right age for school. Yes. Yep. And he was still yeah, kinder right. in this area and stuff. But anyway, it is a yeah, very yeah. liberating feeling. It's time yeah, to let go. Yeah. All right. Number yeah. Number eight, be unapologetic about you, what you want. So be unapologetic about what you want. I think like, like I said, like the, I had a big aha moment when I confessed to being (laughs) judgy. And I was like, these are parts of myself that I cannot deny. And that in the denying of them, I'm actually not living like a half-life. That's definitely not what I'm living, but I'm just like denying a part of my truth Mm -hmm. that is you know, and I'm just sick of saying sorry for things like, sorry, yeah. I can't come. Yeah. Sorry. You know, you know, or just I, rephrase like, I, I just don't want to, I don't fucking want to do something. I don't, I'm not going to do it. Like end of story. That's a fucking full sentence. I rephrase that now, or I'll say things like, instead of like, Oh, I'm so sorry. Like it took so long or so sorry. Thank I'll just be like, thank you so much for your patience. Mm, and just read. Yeah. That's a good it. one. Mm, thank you so I've much. I've just been saying patience. no, like I don't want to. <laughs> Yeah, that is because it's true. Like, why should I fucking come up with a reason to make somebody else comfortable with my choices that I've made for myself? I listened to the Joe Rogan Snoop Dogg podcast, which is a great episode. And he was just like, if you do shit that makes you happy and you know, like you're never going to go wrong. And I, I just, I love that because it's so true. Yeah, because you're living in alignment and truth when you're doing that, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just sick of denying like what I, what brings me joy or what I desire or what I want in life. Like I want that. Why can't I have it? Sick of denying that I don't like celebrity celebrity gossip and it gives me joy. Is that what you're saying? Yes. Like? <laughs> well, yeah. I know what you're meaning though. Denying those bits that you don't think are woke enough or spiritual enough or evolved enough just to fit into yeah. a mold of how you want everyone to perceive you, which is a big thing when you're doing a podcast like this. Like I think if I had, if I were to write down how I would want listeners to be perceiving me right now, 
through these podcasts, I'd be like, I want them to be perceiving me as evolved and enlightened and that I have a self-awareness and I'm um, you know, charitable with my time and generous with my information and my value, you know, and my experiences. All the things that we All say. All the things. Yeah. And that's lovely. But like, you know what? Sometimes I do like, just like, I just really want to know the gossip about Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson. Like, that's it. Who? <laughs> oh, next. <laughs> <laughs> Has she got a new boyfriend? Okay. Monique, we're, no. not, we're not discussing I don't even know who Pete Davidson is either. <laughs> I, I know new... that Courtney uh, goes out with the tattoo guy. Oh, God. <laughs> Travis Parker. <laughs> I need a new podcast with a new co-host. <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, I think it actually is mine. The universe works according to its own schedule. It's frustrating. Oh, and this is the timing yeah. thing we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I hate it. With when the you, timing thing. I hate it when the universe does this. I do feel like this with the relationships as well, because a big thing for me is like it was always incredibly easy for me to usher in relationships and love in my life, my entire life. Since I was like 13, I always had boyfriends. It was always easy for me to get a boyfriend. It was always easy. That was never a block in my life. And I've been single since I was 28, so nearly three years. And I just think so much growth and learning was in that and it was so necessary for Mm. such a variety of reasons. But a lot of that was learning the art of knowing that the universe is working according to its own schedule. Just because I wake up one day and I'm like, you know what, I'm ready for a boyfriend. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. And it's not the right timing. It's not in Maybe they're not ready. Maybe you are ready and they're not ready. Like for us to understand the complexities of the universe with our fucking like reptilian brain is just beyond ridiculous to me it's in back yeah like to think that we even you know like all we can comprehend is what we know and what we've we've experienced and what we've seen Mm -hmm. how can we possibly know what else is out there for us and could be good for our growth and evolution if we don't even know right now with our little cognitive brain that it exists yeah like our brain can't we're always right now it cannot because our brain works and like it, it's bound it's like works within these boundaries of what we know to be true yes and so it cannot know what it doesn't know number 10 okay the, the biggest lesson for me is becoming like I said, becoming as self-sufficient as possible has is the biggest life hack and what i mean by this is multi-layered hmm, because i yeah okay let me let me break it down for you so <laughs> becoming self-sufficient right means to me, this is what it means to me. It's like, I didn't realize how reliant I was on other people for things that I needed for my life. And Mm. this came in multiple, I could use multiple examples. I could say like, I was so reliant on other people for my fulfillment or my job for my fulfillment or to make me happy. But I could even break it down to, okay, now I'm gonna use the lockdown thing. Because when we went into a snap lockdown, we were going away. So we'd emptied our food, of fr- our fridge of food. We and we had no, no food. food. We yes, had no food right. for a week because of where we live. We couldn't get any groceries. And I was like, fuck, I'm reliant. I live in the country and I'm reliant even on other people for like just, just the basics. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the life upgrade things. I'm just talking about the essential things that you totally. need for, for life. And I was like, I am so reliant on these systems that society has yep. made up relationships, jobs, money, things, food, necessities, you know, like 
I'm so reliant on all of these things. I am nowhere near as self-sufficient as I could be. And so just going back, I mean, this is like, again, part of that whole thing that it's a life journey, right? Discovering yourself as a life journey. It's just given me like a little springboard to like, platform to springboard off, sorry. Yeah. Um, And then when those systems collapse, you're like, as you said, you're like, I have no food for a week because the system that I relied on has Mm. collapsed from underneath me. Yeah. And it's just like the spark from nature or even we have power cuts all the time where I live and then we've got like no fucking power. We can't cook. We can't use water. We can't, um, flush the toilet. We can't have a shower. I mean, it's how flush the toilet. Yeah. Because it's off a pump and the hot water cylinder. Oh, not the hot water goes through the (laughs) toilet, but yeah, the pump goes anyway all these things that you take for granted. And I'm like, okay, well, this is for me. It's like, okay, well, maybe we need to start thinking about solar grids so we don't have to worry about stuff like that. Since then, I'm like, started gardening. So now I'm mm. like growing my own vegetables, which I never would have done if I hadn't yeah. been pushed in the right direction or just like really reassessing like how relationships and stuff bring fulfillment and work and stuff to my life. So yeah, so just become as self-sufficient as possible within the context of your life not yep. like what I'm telling you need to be self-sufficient in, but so that you, uh, all Can those other things, yeah. yeah, all those other things are like, you know, they're like a benefit. They're like, they're like a nice to have rather than like icing. To yeah. A little bit yeah. of icing on yeah. top, a little bit of sprinkles. Yeah. Mm, that was yeah. interesting. Like that one. Uh, 11, all the things you've dealt with. Yeah. There are layers upon layers, upon layers, upon layers, upon layers that you still need to work through. So, so many things that come up in therapy as well or in my own life. And I'm like, I thought I dealt with that. Why is that still here? Why am mm-hmm. I still crying? Why am I still sad? Where is this grief We're coming so from? We're so sync. We really are. I know. And we've never yeah. even met. And we might. Yeah. <laughs> and you might not even exist. I, oh, my God. Are we in sync? Because you're just a manifestation of, like, my mm. imagination or and am you're I using different voices like on that thing split you know that movie is it split and he's got split personalities and he talks in different voices I haven't seen it that's you this oh. is your kiwi personality in your head and that but that yeah but maybe I'm doing that back to you oh, maybe you're my Aussie personality yeah because we don't even have confirmation. Oh, my God. My sister actually said, I was like, oh, with, like, border closures, like, no, I don't think I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> meeting Monique anytime soon. And she was like, that's convenient. It's been four years. My sister is convinced <laughs> you don't exist and you're catfishing me. <laughs> She's like, that's it's convenient. The border's closed years. until May. Hmm. <laughs> anyway. Long distance relationship friendship. Um, but okay. that, that, is, that is a big thing I've learned. Yeah. It just keeps coming up in different flavors, different layers, different complexities that you're ready to deal with because you're finally on level 68 and you're ready to deal with it on an indifferent way on level 68 than you were on level 48. Yeah. Uh, and you just have to keep going. And like, I feel like that's why body work, body therapy is so good because it keeps bringing mm. up these layers from your body that is being stored you know, whether that's somatic therapy, ones. Yeah. Totally. somatic therapy, or when I would get my lymphatic massage or, um, even like I found this amazing Cairo who just like cracks, like does like, Ugh. I stopped getting migraines within a few weeks of seeing her because she was just, she just aligned everything. And I really feel like it was just releasing so much from my body that was coming up in all different ways. Yeah. yeah. So that's okay. a big one. So don't blame. And so don't get annoyed because I get annoyed when I'm like, why am I still feeling this? But it's like, this just keeps coming up. It's going to keep coming up for a while too. Yeah. Oh, 
Can I just talk really quickly then? Oh, I, gotta, I need to get this through. Monique's bored. We need to get to the next one. I need to do this in two parts. Yeah, Monique's bored with my one. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, number 12. This one's very self-explanatory, but people still can't seem to fucking pick up what's been put down. But rest isn't a reward. Rest isn't a reward. Rest isn't a reward. It's a necessity. So I just like need us all to just stop the judgment around rest being lazy or unproductive and and just listen to your body and what whatever it is that you need and and not hustly like it's not hustling not hustly like hustly energy is so 2003 like who's so still doing old. that no one it's so old it's so like instagram startup 2010 Ugh. yeah so like true. hashtag oh, boss bitch nobody does that anymore no one's a boss please don't bitch. do that if you're doing that stop doing that did i ever tell you when i was shot when i was in bali and i was in that new zealand show in the as a background as an extra oh yes Boss Babes New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever watch no, me on it? No, no, but I think you sent me something because I never watched the show. Oh, um, that's rude. Yeah. But anyway, like that whole productivity, the four hour work week, like, oh, like get away from me. Like, I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to be jamming an entire 40 week mm. worth of work into four hours. No, thanks. No, thanks. Yeah. Okay. Um, this one, number 13, I'm only responsible for my actions and my responses in life. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've got a little note here. The source of much of the misery in my life was because of my reaction to things. And this does link back to the nervous system point I said earlier. And once I actively worked on reducing my activation, I experienced peace. So it's just such a big thing. Like you, you learning that I, I could not control the people around me who were, making me feel bad essentially mm-hmm. and they maybe they were intending to do that maybe they weren't the only thing i was responsible for in that situation was how i was responding to what was happening what was being mm-hmm. said and that's all i could do was work on that i couldn't work on you, changing the people do you think you've heard that a lot though like over your life because i like i want to talk about the difference between hearing something over and over again, and actually like, doing it you and actually like full body believing it and embodying it because I've heard yeah. well, the one I can't remember what I was talking about before, but you know, you know, you always hear you can't control other people. You can only control your reaction or varying. Oh yeah. Like, I didn't believe it. Everyone said that to me for versus, years. Yeah. You can regurgitate it. You can say it. And then you're like, until you actually experience it and yeah. you're like, wow, this is such a, you don't I, understand it until you yeah, know it. I definitely didn't know how it felt and I would regurgitate it. And I thought I knew what it meant until Mm. honestly that act, that nervous system work. And then Mm. finally, when, as I said a little earlier, once I worked on that muscle memory and peace became the default reaction of going, actually, this isn't worth the activation. And that became how I was reacting. I was like, Oh, so this is what they mean. And you're only responsible for your own actions and responses. And I had to do that work to get to this point to feel like this. And I can only choose this. And it's nothing to do with the other person or what they're doing doing, saying. Oh, now I get it. Totally. You don't, I've been saying it for years and it's not until, so I've been saying it probably since 2017 and people have been saying it to me and it's now almost 2022 and I finally get it. So, yeah. I think it's so funny because something, uh, you know, like it, it really is this, like getting something, really getting something and doing the work really is like aligning your the three parts of yourself, right? Your mind, body, and your spirit, because you, it's like your soul, your spirit 
know something to be true. So you have an mm. inkling that you should be doing something or behaving in a certain way. Yeah. And then you can cognitively know something like a, a what do you call it? Like, like a, you, cogn- you can know that. Cognitively know what you need to do. Yes. But actually and then you doing can, it. Yeah. And then the action you take, but then you can also have this feeling in your body when your soul is telling you to do something and you cognitively know something to be true, but then you're taking action that's not in alignment with that. And your body just feels this like contraction or this like yuckiness or fatigue or like whatever. But when you tune into your body and use that as like part of the tool to bring your mind and your spirit together, then it's like so powerful because you're tuning into your body and you're like, wow, I'm really feeling my body is feeling activated here. And then that, that intelligence, that knowledge is like clicking in from your mind. And then your soul is just like, la, you know, finally listening, you're listening to me. You know, it's so powerful. And I just got that right now, that whole concept of mind, body, spirit and how they work together is so true. Yeah. Yeah. Really powerful. It's so true. And it's just, and then that comes into play and comes into practice. So, um, the other week, this is a very real life example. Last week, my son's dad wanted to take him to go and get a, a Santa photo with him and his new partner and their her child. And I was like, yeah, okay. And that was it. Like, can you imagine me a year ago? I would have been freaking crazy. Like I would have been crying. Yeah. Like this was my life and blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't have said that all to you, dear listeners, because it's too embarrassing. But I definitely would have said it to you over Instagram DMs. You definitely like, would have said oh, it. Oh, <laughs> he wants to do this. Like, it's not fair. Like, no. And it was my time with my son too. It was a Wednesday night, which is, which is when I'm with him. And my body actually went, can you actually be bothered caring and making a fuss about this? And I was like, no. Like, I couldn't <laughs> even be bothered. No making and that I feel was, like your body is like an abogan nah nah it's like do you even want it like lie and get out of this and pretend and I'm like no like it's so no. much effort to do that it's so yeah. much effort to be activated it's about this so much effort to and be I don't activated care enough up about something like I cannot I get pissed off don't get me wrong like I have fucking tantrums and I have bad days but I can also recognize when i when I'm in those, so I can tell people to stay away from me usually, but Mm. (laughs) you know, like it's because it's so much effort, like going out into the world and taking that activation on a fucking like puppy walk on a leash and like Mm. yes, yeah, showing it off and trying not to get to the dog to shit everywhere and bark at everything. And you're like, just, I just wish I was at home, you know? Totally. That was such a big lesson in growth for me and all the things that I've learned this year culminated in that moment in that bloody Santa photo of me going, my nervous system doesn't even care to be activated about this, whatever. And now it's done. It was last week. Does it even matter? No. Moved on to the next thing. Did it impact my life? No. Did it impact my son's life? No. Was it a nice thing probably to do to my ex? Yes. Did he thank me after? Yeah. Did I then get a little bit of a hit of like, what a good person I am after? Yeah. The yeah, end. of course I did. Yeah, of course. I was like, yeah, I am a, really, really, I am a great, I am a great um, co-parent. You're lucky to have me. Bye. Yeah, you are lucky. <laughs> but, you know, and then in the, in the future, he then will accommodate for things that I want and stuff. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> next. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 14. I knew this. This is another one of those things that I know, but I didn't, like, fully embody. But everything is temporary and knowing that the storm eventually passes. I've been seeing, like, life as a wave which my teacher talks all the way about all yeah, the time all the time she waves. talks about ocean oh, yeah, wave. that's why yeah. the realization i had in new zealand maybe we are connected maybe you do exist 
I do. I mean, I, I feel like I do. I feel real right now <laughs> sitting in front of you, in front of my mic and my computer that I paid ca- real cash for. <laughs> Sorry, I totally narcissistically hijacked your point then. Totally did. I tattooed. <laughs> I already had this realisation when I was in New Zealand. <laughs> like four years ago. Like four years ago. I'm just realising it now. Did you just God. have that realisation now? I literally had this realisation in 2017. So whatever. <laughs> Next. <laughs> so I don't visualize things in my head, but if I'm, I'm re-hijacking my lesson, I don't visualize, like I can't see images in my head. So I don't visualize a wave, but I see life as I imagine a wave would be, where it just kind of goes like up and then up to the peak and then it comes back down the other side again. And just knowing that, the, the problem with knowing that where I'm at at the moment, which might be a lesson for next year, is that this also means that all good things are temporary as well. Mm. So while I can acknowledge that all bad things are temporary and I know that they're going to eventually come to an end, I also know I'm also starting to have this awareness that also all good things are temporary too. And that's weird. That's a weird thing. I'm not, I'm not at the same level of acceptance there, but yeah, the storm eventually passes. I love the wave analogy so much. Yeah. It's so true. And sometimes it crashes a little bit harder. Sometimes the waves are a little bit bigger and sometimes mm-hmm. it just, and then eventually it all just washes sometimes over Sometimes it you. just washes over you. Yeah. Yep. And then it passes. Um, did we just become best friends? No. Yep. <laughs> no. You don't exist. You're the man of You obviously miss my stepbrothers analogy. No, I have seen that and I have seen stepbrothers. Did we just become best friends? But I said no because you're more just a manifestation of my spirit guide, Captain oh Obvious. God, you're fucking crazy. You do have a split personality. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go. Fifteen. Fifteen. My perfectionism can be crippling, and that's been a big thing that I've worked on in therapy this year. Is perfectionism, which does link back to the story that I tell myself of the girl who can do it all because I'm perfect, and perfect means that you never fail. Because if I fail, then I might not be accepted, and then if I'm not accepted, who am I? And then if I'm, if yeah, if I'm not accepted for who I am, then I'm rejected and I'm not worthy. Mm. A really good thing to do with that, actually, is I learned at uni. It's called this, like, so you will tell yourself something. So if I told myself, um, I have to do it all, all the time, you then go, so if that's then true, what does that mean? If I don't do it all the time, then what does that mean? That might mean that I fail in certain areas of my life. Okay, if I fail in certain areas of my life, what will that mean? That might mean that people might not accept me for who I am and Mm. reject me. If people reject me and some people don't see me for who I am, what will that mean? I'm not worthy. Like you can Mm. keep connecting it until you get to the core. It's like a kind of like a leaf or like kind of a leaf Mm. falling from a tree until you get to the core um, meaning. And the core meaning, the core belief behind the perfectionism is I am not worthy. So if you keep, if I keep proving how worthy I am through doing everything perfect all of the time, no one will notice that I'm not, I think really actually believe I'm not worthy. So that's just a good thing to keep in mind. And that's something I've been working on this year because perfectionism is bullshit and no one is perfect. And it literally makes (laughs) you sick. Like it literally literally made me sick this year with chronic fatigue. Lesson 16. Time doesn't heal all wounds. I have believed, I like, this is just a more of a reminder more so than like a brand new lesson, but time, you know, everyone's always saying time heals all wounds. And I just don't believe that time does not heal all wounds. Like the, if you leave something, 
it will just fester like an untreated wound and it will just bury itself into your subconscious. If you leave it alone, if you ignore it, it's not going to heal itself. What heals you is therapy and breath work and meditation and being out in nature and journaling and creativity and all of these things that actually actively help heal the wound so anyway time does not heal all wounds i love that I think and that's the biggest fallacy so don't if that's what you're thinking hoping that your grief will end or your yeah. heartache will come to expire um, a natural yeah. expiration date you're you're sorry but you're wrong <laughs> i think you taught me that very early on in us working together and i've always yeah. held that and it's i couldn't agree more and I see that happening. There's examples, so many in my life of people who mm-hmm. 20, 30, 40 years later are still yeah. angry or miserable or suffering, I should say. They're yeah. suffering because time didn't heal it. Yeah. 17, being alone is the greatest gift. And that is just, it's been my yearly lessons, honestly, since I've been single. You're welcome. I credit myself fully for this one. This is a good one. There was a lot of tantrums. There was a lot of ego tantrums. There was a lot of crying. There was a lot of blaming. a lot of eating. A lot of eating. <laughs> there was a lot of sleeping. There was a lot of sucking. There was a lot of numbing out. But it is honestly the greatest gift you can give yourself yeah. is knowing how to be by yourself. Yeah. True. True that. I mean, I've always been, but I've just always. Mm, I didn't know. I love it. Mm, now I, I do. It. I love I'm it literally so like, much. Okay, I'm gonna go now because I just need to go have some time by myself. And that was never me. It's not even like I feel like I have to wear a mask when I'm around people, but being mm. alone, I just fully, fully can just take whatever it is that I have to any labels, like nothing applies when you're by yourself. It's just you. It's a recharge. You yes. Sometimes yeah. I just don't want to talk. I don't want to eat. Yeah, I can be, I can be lazy on the couch or I can have like a really productive, like spirit around the thing, or I can be like adventurous and sexual. I can be like whatever the fuck I want to be in that moment. You know when I'm what by I myself. just realized? You just said it then. What? It's because when you're being by yourself, whatever you're doing, whether you're lazy as F or you're productive as F, it re- is totally irrelevant because it, because it's not being reflected no in how watching. someone else is watching. Uh, yeah. So it's so there, liberating. You're doing it, it just matter. for you. You're just you're doing, doing it. it. It's not for anyone else's benefit because no one is there to know. It's almost like the tree yes. that did it fall or does it matter if it fell or not? But it doesn't matter because it's not being reflected back through the eyes of someone else. It's just being yeah. done because you want to. It's just doing. It just is. It's fully present in the moment. I'm like, I feel like doing this. I'm going to do it. You're fully present with that moment and whatever that moment is going to give you and it's for you and it belongs to you and nobody else wow that's why it's so profound and that's why everyone needs time by themselves without look without it being through the lens of someone what how someone views you yeah truth bomb oh that was a big one yeah that was yeah we went through that yeah (laughs) feels like you know like a not just got massaged out of my shoulder or something i know oh me too okay Listen, oh, is it still my turn? No, I just did being alone and now you're like, oh, yeah, you're no, it's my oh, yeah. Uh, listen, 18. So, life is unexpected. So, <laughs> it's so funny because you know how you're saying the thing about the new mum is always surprised by time. I feel like humans are surprised by life all the time. Like, oh my God, I can't believe this thing happened. I'm like, you rely on nothing else other than life is going to surprise you. Life is going to do True. everything that you don't expect it to do. Like, count on nothing other than life is unexpected. Like, stop 
enjoy the surprise, but stop being surprised when things, that things can be yeah. challenging or hard or annoying or change. frustrating. Yeah. Remember the nature of life and the point of life is evolution, right? And so that means ever changing, always changing. So like, duh. That's so good. Yeah. Tick for that one. Number 19, I am enough just as I am. And God, that really links back, which I, geez, mm. a lot of these have linked without us even realizing when we're putting them down. Don't read the rest of this. No, I won't read the rest of what you've written. I'm enough just as I am. And like, that's what I said before when I, you know, my perfectionism stems from a deep core belief that I'm not worthy. Yeah. But when I, I find just keep, has that deep core belief, they all like everyone I, has something like a, a, a layer of that along, the, along yeah. the lines. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, where does that come from? This desire to like feel like you're worthy of something. And then I thought it's like, for me, anyway, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this. It's like, I, it's like a sense of belonging, feeling like you belong somewhere. You know, if you're worthy, then you belong somewhere. And I wonder if it's this like deeply, primal mm. response like tribal sort mm. of response that hails back to like our ancestors like the very first humans ever who needed to belong in a community in order to survive and carry on so you know, true. the human race you need to be driven but, by the motivation to be worthy and to belong and belong to be of value to your tribe yeah. otherwise you get left behind because you're not of value but they were carrying this into the modern day society so where you, you know so i'm um, it's just it's almost yeah. like that re- part of our brain hasn't quite caught up. Yeah. Whereas if you don't belong, you will literally die because yeah. you're not in it. And that's the feeling. Ooh. That's the feeling you get because you feel like if the sense of like loneliness and not belonging and like nobody will ever see you or understand it. It feels like you're I'm being not saying left. No, yeah. It feels like you're being left behind. It feels like, it feels like death you know like it yeah, feels empty so it feels like nothingness it feels it's like it's you've harrowing. been forgotten and that's it yeah like it feels like it you're feels invisible like you're you, nothing you don't exist and it feels like when you wallow in it that they will never feel better either mm-hmm. like it just it feels does. like no there's no way out yeah you're so yeah. smart i am so it's just just, just, just this energy and flow between us this is flowing again this, actually yeah all right um listen 20 so Trust your intuition above all else. And I know like we can all say that we know what it is to trust your intuition, but it's a self-actualizing experience. And that the more you trust yourself, the more you cultivate trust within yourself. So the more you hear your intuition tell you to do something and you trust that that that's the right thing for you to do and you be unapologetic about it, the more that trust actually, you're like exercising that trust muscle, the more that that builds and the more that the less you need sort of like input from other people, facts to prove something true. You just like are constantly following the breadcrumbs of desire and intuition and joy and all of the things that your own soul is like leaving along the pathway in order for you to follow. And I truly believe that your intuition is never wrong because if we're thinking about all the things we said before about the universe being so complex and us with our little human animal minds trying to understand the complexity and the millions and trillions and billions of infinite webs that the universe weaves. And then we bring that back to how our intuition is in harmony with that universal, that cosmic intelligence. And then our monkey mind is trying to override and trying to discredit and trying to find evidence that our intuition is guiding us in the right way. Instead of just being like, 
I'm going to follow this because I really like I've made a decision this year and it was pure instincts, no research, no uh, advice from any other people. I mean, I kind of had about two months of solitude to a degree, you know, just so I could stay anchored and grounded in my, um, my inner knowing and what I believe to be true for me without any external influence, without that thing. And ever since then, like I have found such an unshakable steadiness and stability mm within myself, like you could come at me with anything and, and it may change. My intuition might be like, okay, well, it's not relevant for me to feel that way anymore. And you can change your mind. I always say, anytime I speak something to be true, I always say truth is temporary and permission to change my mind. Like if I'm ever doing a post or a story about something that I believe mm. strongly mm. in at any given time, I always have a disclaimer at the end that says that permission to change my mind and truth is temporary. I think my Instagram bio even says truth is temporary. So true. Um, but yeah, so unshakable steadiness, grounding in my intuition and finding stability there. And you just, yeah, I just find that that builds more trust because I'm like, oh, you, you, you're leading me in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. It's really yeah, reestablishing so. that trust within yourself. So true. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then our final one that we kind of came up together, which really does link mm-hmm. everything, I think. Yeah. Lesson 21 is just because you can do it all doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Do you want to elaborate on that one? Oh, I just think like, especially in a time where we are, I I mean, I hope we're transitioning out of that period where we are hustle and productivity and and moving into more harmony with harmony, being and rest and, and all of those things. Because I think there's a time for action and there's a time for rest. But when we're over identified with this, concept and we're placing our value in the things we do and we're overvaluing productivity and and doing it all and how much we can do and success is defined by all the things that you have and all the things that you can do and being a superwoman like Mm. I wrote this poem this morning about being just a mom and I'm like there is a whole world that lives inside of those three words just Mm. a mom Mm -hmm. and yet the society like makes that not enough or you just minimize it yeah or minimizes it Yeah. And I just think to myself, like, I can do it all. I'm in no denial that if I wanted to, I could stretch myself and push myself and stress myself out to try and attempt to do it all. But A, it's not all for me to do. Like there's plenty of of slices of the pie left for everybody. Right. Mm. And B, I just don't want to do it all. Like I really don't, I don't give a fuck enough about all of the pieces of the pie just because the whole pie is there doesn't mean I want to eat the whole fucking thing I don't have to um and yeah there's plenty to go around so that's kind of I Mm. see it all the time with my clients that I'm working with as well they've got like Mm. so many ideas and they want to do it all and I'm like just because you can doesn't mean you You should should. Mm. Mm, that's beautiful yeah, I love that. And that really, that that's so, so my lesson of this year as well with my yeah. health issues and everything. It's just like, you just don't, just because you can, and now I know I can, and you know you can, doesn't mean mm-hmm. you have to. Doesn't mean you have to. Well, I love that. I think we got through all our lessons. We did. We did. I feel good about that. I'm like, I, feel good. I, really, that was really I, awesome. I actually feel like I really had some truth bombs like I really do too I really I feel like that strike was me in the heart I'm feeling like oh wow I think I need some like time to like integrate mm. some of these things because I had about three or four things I'm like fuck yes yeah. some same mm. and I really like that that was one of my favorite ones we've done I reckon mm. now this is the last episode of the year 
Mm-hmm. We don't know what's going to look like next year, whether it will be back next year, the whole podcast. Don't know. I said it to you last night. You're like, no, we're going to do it like this. But I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling her what she's going to do with and that's and, and like, we I, need to have like a gossip column yeah like life opinion piece slash spiritual conversational yeah exploration of self but like we don't know it's permission to change minds so i'm not going to commit to anything this could be the last one you ever hear from us it might not don't know we just like to keep you on your toes yeah but thank you all and for ourselves. listening so much this year and Monique for being here today and sharing all your beautiful wisdom and all your lessons from this year. We're so thankful. My pleasure. And let's just hope that this year is coming. Is Don't look at it in the eye. Oh, yeah. This year coming has got four numbers in it. <laughs> yeah. That's all we can hope for at this stage. Bye, darling. Bye, my girl. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.